welcome to Backing Paper, it's episode 69! I'm going to say, make no further comments on that, uh, because <laughs> Rachel's here! Hooray! I am! Hey. How are you doing, Rachel? I'm good, I'm good. I'm uh, nearly at the bottom of my glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is the last glass of wine from this bottle, so that's a sad thing. <laughs> Never mind. Um, today, I've mainly been baking. I did some, uh, I made a lemon drizzle cake and I made a um, loaf of sourdough from a packet, I should add. (laughs) Um, But, you know, baking's baking and uh, it was something kind of creative that's not photography, but, you know, little things, baby Mm. steps and all that. No, absolutely. Baking, I think, I mean, I don't think you're alone in enjoying and finding comfort and in solace from baking at the moment. I mean, Sinead's been doing loads of stuff. Uh, obviously, she normally does it for work, but um, it's yeah. great. I mean, I'm really benefiting from this because she's actually baking at home. And if anything, there's a surfeit of cakes and cookies and flapjacks and stuff being made. Uh, <laughs> on yes, nom nom. On nom nom. She made fudge yesterday, so, what? you know. <laughs> so, I mean, you're you know. definitely winning this lockdown. <laughs> I think I probably am. I think I probably am. So no, I think it's great. I, I, it's um, baking's not a thing I've ever got into myself, but it does seem to be bringing a lot of people a lot of joy. Um, I haven't done anything, anything quite like as constructive as that today. I spent most of the day essentially playing video games with my kids. So you know, yeah, <laughs> it, that's lovely. So that was virtually, I presume. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But no, it was a good time. Always nice to catch up with them. Just remind them that I still exist um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it's important we do these things. Absolutely. Uh, and that, that's something that's that's really cool that you can do together virtually online. And, and I know that you were mentioning before that you can't um, you can't record tomorrow as we'd normally record on a Monday evening for the main show, but um, you're going to have like um, a family birthday celebration thing virtually as well. And and I think I've got a couple of those coming up this weekend as well. So it's just a it's just a whole new world of how do we how do we do these things and still feel connected and what have you. So yeah. It's great, it's yeah. Absolutely. I, I'm a firm believer that um you know there's no point in sitting around feeling sorry for ourselves. This situation sucks, but it's the situation we've got and you've got, got to make the best of it. And yeah, like last week my brother uh, and his family organised a family quiz night. <laughs> <laughs> we all got round and um yeah, and the best thing was that we were using zoom it was the first time i've used zoom and so everyone's also on this grid of pictures and my nan was just sort of in right in the central picture of this grid and she just sat there kind of ignoring us all just knitting through the whole thing and it was <laughs> it was just wonderful comment on the stupidity of a lot of what we were doing but it was great fun it was really good fun and um yeah i hope everybody out there is managing to find ways of just uh, finding the joy in whatever's going on and keeping in touch with people it's super important yeah um, Actually, one of the highlights of my week um, is seeing you guys on a Thursday. You and Paul uh, doing your um, doing your live um, on YouTube on the Analog Wonderland uh, channel, which has been brilliant. And this week, you got a chance to speak to the lovely Charlotte as well from Lomography, which is awesome. Yeah, so she was a delight. Been great. Really nice to meet her. And also, I <laughs> at the end of it, I said. Uh, you up for coming on talking to us on Sunny 16 at some point, Charlotte? <laughs> I think having just been through an hour of live YouTube, you, her response was, <laughs> oh, God, what is that? Oh, be, don't worry, it'll be much more low-key. There's no video cameras. It's not live. It'll be... So um, at some point in the future, we'll definitely wrangle Charlotte into coming on here because yep. she was lovely, wasn't she? Yeah, re- really lovely and uh, very knowledgeable. And I learned lots about lemography that I didn't know before. 
Um, and yeah, it was just uh, it was just great to see see your fun faces and um, I was going to say funny faces, but I didn't mean it in a nasty way. <laughs> see your lovely faces uh, and just generally, you know, because obviously I'm not there um, on camera, I get to be there in the chat and just sort of like see the other conversations that are going on as well, which is a lot of fun. So um, that's been that's been great. I've really enjoyed that, and obviously. I've got people like John from the Dark Shed doing doing his sort of like live things from from his dark room with his multi camera setup, which is awesome. So he does those on a Thursday, is that right? Yeah, Thursday and Sunday. Um, and this week, um, Ilford released the second of the videos yes. I've done for them, the educational ones. So that was that was really lovely seeing the seeing the responses to that and. Uh, and just in general, I'm really pleased that it sounds like people have going, oh, do you know, I've always wondered about things like, because this one's on toning, second one. Um, I've always wondered about that, but I've never really done it because I was a bit unsure as to how, how to start. And it's so simple and so much fun just to try it out, give it a whirl, basically. So uh, it's under five minutes, the video. So if you get a chance, go and have a little look at that. Um, episode one was on dodge and burn. And this is episode two. And that's on selenium toning. Yeah, it's fantastic, and it's just great that they're getting them out there. And the only sad thing is, as we discussed the other week, we now have to wait mm. until you can get back in and make more of them. But that's right. Yeah. You know, Never mind. An- anticipation will make it all the more delightful <laughs> when we finally get I hope them. So. I hope yeah, so. absolutely. So yeah, that's what we've been up to. I think this yeah. week. Have you done anything else, uh, particularly photography related, that we mm. haven't had a chance to talk about? Not really. Um, I've always got cameras in my van, but mm-hmm. this is just—it's my busiest time of the year. And yeah, and lockdown has not stopped that from happening. So I'm just flat out with work at the moment, mm-hmm. um, which is great. I'm very grateful for it and seeing everything growing up around me. And um, I've got so the camera I've got in my van at the moment, which I did take a few pictures with last week, is the uh, Fed Two that Jeremy gave me. Oh gosh, well oh, I guess it's lovely. a year and a bit ago because he <laughs> it gave is. me. The photography show. Exactly, yeah. Wasn't it, last year? So I've got that out with um, a roll of uh, ectochrome in there. Um, I thought, well, this is going to be perfect for all the lovely colours because I just, I'm using it to take my cliche pictures of flowers and stuff like that because, you know, that's what there is out there at the moment. I am, the only problem I'm having is I'm finding it difficult to focus because it's a rangefinder, obviously, mm-hmm. and I'm finding it difficult to focus with my glasses on. Um, okay. And I find it easier to see where the focus point is if I take my glasses off, but not to frame the shot. <laughs> then I can't see to frame the shot. So it's like, okay, so I um, I think a bit more practice. Maybe, uh, mm. I don't know whether you can get diopters for things like that. So maybe I need to look yeah. into that as well. But um, but that's been it's been fun being out with that. It's a lovely camera to use. It's got, it, it is what, just one of those um, very satisfying actions. When you press the shutter, <laughs> there's there's that little uh i can't remember what the um not endorphin but there's that little little hit of like ah, yeah, that's good i'm, I'm glad I, taking the picture just for the sake of pressing the shutter is a, a reasonable <laughs> thing to do i think with that camera so yeah yeah sounds great it sounds like a lovely photographic experience you know as as, as a physical experience you're enjoying using that particular camera mm. um, you know it's sort of like the opposite of aid and his tlr catastrophes yeah absolutely it's <laughs> very challenging yeah because um, it just doesn't suit the way that he he likes to shoot and things so as he said in the past you know a lot of it is to do with the physical experience of how you use that particular camera and whether you enjoy that and can get on with it and there's a line isn't it between 
not having used one particular kind of camera before and giving it a bit of time to practice and get used to it um, versus this just doesn't work for me. <laughs> so mm. that's good to know that you're that you're enjoying using the rangefinder like that. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's cracking. As I said, I need to figure out the. Uh, I need to figure out, and uh, maybe it's just the case of spending more time with it to get better at focusing it because I've so rarely used rangefinders. It could just be a matter of practice. But the nice thing is that the enjoyment of using the camera is enough to make me want to push through and keep using it. So um, no, that's great fun. And I'm looking forward because this will be the first roll of Ectochrome I'll probably finish. So mm. that will be exciting. Only a year and a half after it came out. Uh, we don't like to rush these things, do we? No, you, you've <laughs> reminded me that I need to do that the same myself with Ectochrome because obviously I have that roll of Ectochrome that we both got at the same time, I mm -hmm. think. <laughs> I haven't shot mine either. I didn't manage to shoot it last year because of time with work and, and all the rest of it. Um, and then suddenly all the daylight had gone, all the sun had gone. Um, so it didn't kind of happen. And uh, yeah, I, I'd forgotten that actually it's there waiting to, waiting to be used. So yeah. maybe that's something I should try over the next couple of weeks. That'd be yeah. Good. Well, you've yeah. been out enjoying your own back garden, limited though it is, backyard, you know. <laughs> My little yard. Yeah, yes, cool. I have been sending you the odd like photo, like, oh, I found this random piece of <laughs> what, greenery. What is this? <laughs> what is this? Is this a weed or is this something to nurture? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, anything thing in this tiny little brickyard is like i don't care if it is a weed because it's going to be adding a bit of green <laughs> if yeah. it grows and it lives then fine <laughs> it which, can which, stay <laughs> it's lucky because so far they have pretty much all been weeds that you've sent me pictures of but you know yeah. never mind green is green Whatever, as you said exactly um yeah. shall we rage we talked about our fun that we've had keeping in touch with people should we get on to the yes. stuff that people have getting in touch with us do you want to take yes. this first one rage from the wonderful anthony pearson better known to us here and his many many adoring fans as the wonderful dank spangle oh yes fantastic um anthony has got in touch to say ahoy sunny 16 um my local max spielman has closed for a while which means no cheap they do me a lovely deal color film processing See, same for me, having one at the end of the road, which is awesome. Um, they're, they're lovely, uh, lovely people in there. And uh, yeah, I'm really missing going in and just generally having a chat as well. So anyway, he says, um, so I bought some chemicals, a dev tank, a dark bag and a few other bits and bobs. And I've been developing black and white films. Fantastic. Taking advice from the Lensless Podcast Facebook group, I jumped in with stand development and it works. What a joy. Why didn't I try this years ago? <laughs> um, hint, agitate a few times during dev or you'll get bromide drag, which sounds fun in a RuPaul sort of way, but isn't. <laughs> <laughs> now, hey, Rach, do you remember we talked about this a few weeks ago about bromide drag and about the fact that we weren't entirely sure quite what caused it? No. Was it you was having a conversation? Well, no. anyway, I, I, I don't... I, <laughs> I think we did. I'm sure it was you. Or maybe it was with Matthew. It was with somebody. Anyway. I don't um, think it was me. Because because when I read this through just now, I was like, hmm, bromide drag. What is that exactly? Because I well, don't see, know. <laughs> see, bromide drag is something that you, like myself, may not have come across because it's far more common in stand developing, which yeah. we don't, I don't tend, tend to do. To do. No. Um, and essentially, from my brief reading, what tends to happen is that the, some of the chemicals, as it sort of literally sink faster than others and cause this kind of these drag marks on it. And because okay. the sprocket holes kind of mm -hmm. affect the way that it, it sinks down, that's why it tends to be around the sprockets. And so you get this weird look. Uh, so anyway, okay. so yeah. that was interesting. Anyway, sorry, I just thought I'd uh, mention no, that. No, no, that's great. Because <laughs> it was actually going to be one of my questions to you in, uh, at the end to be like, so 
do you know what brain mode drag is? Because I'm yeah. not sure. Very that's much. Cool. Still You've not a full understanding, it. but fractionally more yeah. of an understanding than last time when we talked about D- it. Different parts are heavier than others. They fall faster. Let's say yes and wait to be corrected. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, Okay. Uh, Loving colour photography. I've been making trichromes. Ooh, this is is cool. Um, This is where you take three black and white pics with a red, blue and green filter. Sort of like one of each sort of thing. You load the results into the colour channels in a Photoshop doc and by magic you get a colour picture. That's so good. Um, oh, there's another hint. Use colour filters of the same density or you'll still be fiddling with Photoshop colour channel adjustments when the lockdown ends. <laughs> so you want to keep it nice and simple. Same density um, and three separate colour filters, red, blue and green. Take it as a black and white photo and then you can layer them up. Oh, and he sent some links. Here's a trichrome p- picture of my daughter who is very good at sitting still. And here's one made using a pinhole camera. So I'm sure you'll be able to add those into the show notes hopefully i'll have a look yeah. in a second yeah mm-hmm. no these links are all, all on um anthony's uh, instagram feed which is as he mentioned at dank spangle so go there and you will find them cool um so he says uh what i'm thinking of trying next is printing the three pics onto three separate sheet uh, onto three sheets of acetate in red blue and green and see if i can layer them up on a light box to get a physical color print would it work also if you look at my instagram you'll see i'm getting into black and white photography there we go and um oh his uh, instagram is as you said earlier grim instagram.com dank spangle which is d-a-n-k-s-p-a-n-g-l-e looking forward to the next photo walk how about birmingham Dig, uh, is that digbeth yes mm-hmm. would be a great place to start ah happy to help organize ever yours from Anthony. That's brilliant. Thank you so much for the email. And um, awesome to hear like that you've just gone, yeah, I'm going to buy a dart bag, some cams, got a dev tank. Okay, I'm going to start with like trichromes. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Brilliant work. Yeah. That's quite a thing to get going with. Um, I think I first saw trichromes. Yeah, Yeah, they're beautiful, aren't they? They have a real look to them. Uh, I think I first saw them when uh, David Allen um, shared some pictures that he made using this technique. Because it's a really old technique. You know, it's kind of the first way of getting colour pictures. And um, our our good friends, Eric and Vanya, they did a bit of a deep dive into it on um, one of their episodes of All Through a Lens. Oh, I think it's two or three episodes back. Um, Mm -hmm. It'd be easy to find. So if the idea of this process is interesting to you, go and listen to them because they talked at length through the process and um, their experiences with it. Uh, the it's Because you have to take three pictures um, of exactly the same thing and layer them, it's obviously far easier if that subject isn't moving <laughs> because yeah, otherwise sure. they won't all be like... So the fact that his daughter very kindly laid very still... Um, is perfect. Uh, it, probably generally easier with things that are just static objects. Um, but yeah, it's a fun technique and it's something you can do at home if you haven't got the ability to develop colour film. Uh, all you need is the filters and um, you're off to the races. I I haven't had a go at it yet. Mm. <laughs> it's, maybe one day I'll get around to it. It's, I'm not going to lie and say it's <laughs> anywhere near the top of my list, but it no. does look fun. It does and it, it just looks like it does seem like magic that doesn't it still you know isn't it amazing how our brains put these things together to make that make an image and oh so cool um yeah. i uh yeah i'm looking forward to hearing what happens with the trying it on acetate and making a color print mm, color picture that sounds cool um 
And I had another question, but it's totally gone out of my head. Mm. <laughs> it will come back at some point, I'm sure. Uh, oh, I know what it was. Um, if and when, let's say when, uh, you do get around to doing this, Graham, um, mm-hmm. which, which camera would you buy these three filters for? I suppose if I was going to do it, it as a first attempt, I'd probably go with thirty-five, um, a 35 mil camera of some sort because mm-hmm. you've just got more more times, more opportunities to get it right you know because you Mm. shoot one two three one two three and you've just got more opportunities whereas if you do it medium format even on a um, six by six that's only uh well we've got 12 shots so um four different pictures at best so yeah Mm. and because i've got some of the old um koken uh, a series filter holders so it wouldn't be too difficult just need to get the right filter to make sure the right density um Mm. So, yeah, I think that's probably what I would do. And you just have to make sure you're organised. I think that's the other thing. If you're doing this, you have mm-hmm. to make sure you keep track of what shot you're on. Um, yeah. Otherwise, Which you're... lens you're on. Yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff as well. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Yes. It's a bit like with my um, Kraken camera. I've made a label on the back which has the frame numbers I need to wind to on it because I know that otherwise... I'll get it wrong because it's um, a six by 12. You need to skip a number every time. So you can wind on to one, then go to three, then go to five. And I know from my past experience with my on-do camera, I'll get that wrong. I'll I'll forget. (laughs) I'll get it wrong nine times out of 10. Um, So I've written on the back of it, (laughs) just one, three, five. Um, uh, However, I do sense that, you know, for somebody like yourself and myself as well, Graham, um, who, people who perhaps struggle to get through full rolls of film, maybe try chromes and uh, what have you, are the way forwards because you have to take three shots for every shot that you're going to get. Mm, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's a quick true. way to get through a roll of film. Yeah. And also they, they have... A- a really distinct look to them. They have a really yeah. beautiful oldie worldy look to the colour on them when they're done. So yeah, I think it's a really good fun project and we're all well I say we're all. Anybody who has free time at the moment is all looking for new projects to do. And it's a great one for doing around the house. You know, if you've got some cut flowers or something popping up in the garden. Um I like I, said, I haven't got any flowers as such in my garden at the I've moment. I've got weeds, so you know and why I, not, right? And I tore out <laughs> the only flowers in my garden. <laughs> Much the Sinead's um, horror. Um oops. So it's fine. It's, it, it was a professional thing to do. Um, okay, let's see what we've got next. Okay, this one is called Thanks for the Entertainment from Nicholas Terrio, uh, a new emailer, which I always <gasps> love hearing from new emailers. Um, Hi, Nick. <laughs> hello there, Sunbeams. Not sure if that's still a thing or not. It's very much still a thing because Absolutely. if not, the Sunbeams will get called far worse things. Nick from New York here emailing from back in time at episode 100 oh my god oh, that's, that's so long ago i started listening in december 2019 and just hit episode 100 oh Oof. brilliant that that's um that's 100 episodes in four months Hang on. Uh, you mean he started at zero he started at one <laughs> oh my he's god he's listened to it all Jeez. yeah um we hope you're all right um thoughts and Nicholas. prayers you must be so sick of us. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. This is what lockdown's driven to people to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's worrying. Um, so, so I thought I would email in. I shoot both digital and film. But ever since starting listening, I've definitely found myself reaching for a film camera much more often. 
I first started shooting film when I got a Sony camera and wanted to adapt old lenses to it, and some of them came attached to cameras. It's quite convenient <laughs> like that. Blazing through episodes now with everything going on, and it's great to have your podcast as an escape. Just picked up an Olympus Infinity Zoom 105 for $10, so I'm ready for the cheap shot challenge. If that's still a thing, when I finally catch up, it definitely will be. Absolutely. Here's a picture of my collection of film cameras. Technically, the camera top left is a digital camera, but it takes pictures to a floppy disk, so I thought it was worth the <laughs> shot. Thanks for the entertainment from Nick. That's awesome. Um, Does it really? Yeah. Was that a joke? No, no, let's have a look. Surely you can't take a photo to a floppy disk. So uh, let's have a look. I'm going to try and uh, remember how we're supposed to make these, embiggen these pictures. Oh, how do we make these bigger? Go to the 200% thing, Rach, um, in the top left. So um, actually, I'm going to cheat and I'm just going to go and find the email because I did look at this and I didn't quite click what that camera was. So let's Mm -hmm. have a look and see. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that camera is. That's not one I recognise, but taking pictures to a floppy disk, that's just cool. Because floppy disks are cool <laughs> if you are of a certain age, which you aren't, Rach. <laughs> but, you know, to people like me who are, yeah. uh, floppy disks are cool. I remember when floppy disks were <laughs> cutting edge. I wrote my dissertation on the word processor. So it was all floppy disk saved floppy disk. He's got he's got some very nice cameras in that collection actually. A nice a nice mixture of um fun and interesting looking cameras. I've seen Argus mm. brick in there. Um that looks like some sort of auto cord TLR. Um Super 8 in there as well. Yeah, the Super 8, a, yeah. a Canonette, um an Instax wide. Everybody should need an Instax wide and it looks like a a Kodak um uh, begins with B and it's got no retinet retinet doesn't brownie? begin with B at all <laughs> <laughs> brownie yeah could it be yeah probably and also a brownie um, lovely collection I, I am sure I am sure it's going to grow <laughs> outright because that looks like my collection about six months into it as well as opposed to what it is now which is <laughs> a nightmare <laughs> an absolute nightmare um, okay Rach do you want to take this next yeah. email from Chicago no less oh lovely um so uh, this one says, "Hello, Sunny Sixteen crew. I hope this message who's it from, Rach? Help. Sorry, you have to. Who it's sorry, from. it's from uh, Gary. Gary, Gary Florzak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can see why I left um, you to make sure you got that one right. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if I've got that right, but I hopefully I have. So. Gary, apologies, um, Gary, if we haven't." Yeah. Um, Gary says, hello, Sunny16 crew. I hope this message finds you all healthy and shining. I have been meaning to write to you and express my gratitude for the weekly podcast entertainment. I discovered your podcast through the Classic Lenses podcast last spring when I rediscovered a passion for photography. The banter is charming and fun. Oh, that's that's us. We're charming. I think you're charming. Charming (laughs) and fun. I don't think I've Um, quite liked that. (laughs) Um, I often find myself chuckling out loud in public places at the cheeriness and jokes. Your podcast has been a positive outlet for me and I thank you for bringing a little more cheer to the world. The general positivity inspired me to publish a website as a home for some creative outlets. Oh, that's exciting. I've started with a handful of photos from a recent trip to Portugal that I was fortunate enough to embark on right before the major shutdowns happened in Western Europe. I plan to continue this site as a repository for my adventures and some writing. Again, thank you for the inspiration and the push to put something out into the world. Keep up the great work. I look forward to hear, uh, to continued listening and to all the sunny days ahead. 
very best regards from Gary Florsack. And you can find Gary, uh, uh, sorry, Florsack, I think. Um, you can find Gary on Instagram at A-N-A-G-R-A-M-O-F-G-R-A-Y. Anagram of Grey. Yep. Okay. That's awesome. Fantastic. I'm just having a look. So he's given us his Instagram. Hopefully, mm-hmm. if you go to his Instagram, you will find a link there to the website and the aforementioned website, because that would be good, because there is no link to the aforementioned website. So, But we will put a link in there to the um, to the Instagram there. I think that's great. It sounds like it's quite a new idea, so it might have been that he's not necessarily updated his Instagram yet to to have that information on there. I can see how that would happen. <laughs> I do I do that a lot myself. Oh, oops, I've forgotten to add that thing for a while. So, yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm really looking forward to seeing what you've what you've come up with, Gary, and um great to hear that you've had a uh, a new uh sort of like step back to film photography and that it's it's inspired you in some way. That's awesome. Um I also like that there was um a bit about chuckling over over what we say i actually had some a message this week from neil piper um basically telling me that he nearly crashed the car <laughs> listening to us uh last week when i was talking about my my rhubarb crumble um incident <laughs> <laughs> and that how sad i was about the fact that i dropped it so my first time making baked goods that I dropped on my way home, age four um and he was apparently laughing so hard at, at this lovely sad event that happened to me trauma- traumatically when I was four years old uh, that he nearly crashed the car because he was laughing at me so much. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> uh, glad to entertain. Glad to entertain. Yeah, exactly. Your misery is bringing somebody some joy. Right. Anyway, right? So, so, you know, what more could I ask? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. Uh, on the website front, I got um, a message. It was a pretty short from Barry Carr dropped me a message on um, Twitter the other day. Go, um, you do know that your website is down because it says that you haven't played the bill. I'm like, whoops! <laughs> I knew there was something oh. I was supposed to. Do you remember last week when we were talking about <laughs> finances and stuff? We're saying, oh, how much money have we got on our account? I went, oh, oh, I must remember to pay that. <laughs> there's, there's a bill that needs to be paid. I didn't do it, Rach. And um, it was only <laughs> when Barry sent me a message saying, you know, your website's actually down now. I went, oh, oh I should, I should probably do that now. Then, um, so yeah, I mean. <laughs> Okay. Is it back up and running? Is, oh, yeah, back up. It's back did, up and did running. Did we lose anything? Uh, no, no. Only uh, okay. <laughs> only people's confidence in our abilities and um, <laughs> whatever uh, fake show of confidence. <laughs> were, were they there anyway? No, exactly, not, so. exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, uh, Thank you for letting us know, Barry. Yeah. Otherwise, um, it could have been six months before we'd realised. Um, I'm, I'm going to mention this because I know if I don't mention it. I will never remember it, and I and I. This is something that I saw and read briefly whilst going through emails for the show weeks and weeks ago. And then because if it's not going in the show, I forget about it instantly. Um, and he'll probably not be thrilled about me saying it, but there you go. Um, uh, Ian T. Ian Turpin, uh, a good friend of us, uh, the show. Um, I think he has started doing a podcast. In fact, I know he has because he sent me a link to it and he asked me for some feedback on it. And then I read the email. <laughs> it wasn't for the show, so I didn't put it in, and I forgot about it. Um, Anyway, I will be listening to it. It's called The Ordinary Photographer. Um, so if you're looking for something else to listen to at the moment, with apologies to Ian, 
Prue definitely didn't want this mentioned. Um, uh, go and check out The Ordinary Photographer, um, and um, I will be doing that. And I just wanted to mention it because I think it's great that people are putting out more content at the moment. Um, uh, so, yeah. This, uh, it sounds nice. Yeah, you know, whilst we're talking about websites and stuff like that, um, yeah. and I and I had to go and find it now, so I don't forget. So I will go and have a listen to that myself because um, uh, Ian's a delight, and I'm sure his new podcast will be well worth listening to. Um, where were we? <laughs> Sorry, I got completely sidetracked, didn't I? That's all right. Uh, no problem. Okay. So we've got uh, this one here from from Damien. Ah, oh, roller pants. Yes. On so yeah. uh, this is called titled "Hooray!" More emails from Damien DeMeo. Um, Damien writes in, say, "Hello, my sunshines, my only sunshines." <laughs> I'm writing in because I noticed that the emails this past week seem to be running a bit thin this is a problem we are having this is a true problem we are having and i love backing paper so much that i wanted to contribute a little content to keep it rolling thank you i remember in past episodes there was some talk about selling off all the ordinary and just fine cameras to fund and acquire one camera to end all cameras Well, I actually made the move and started selling off my many years long collection of 70s and 80s enthusiast SLRs, 40s to 60s oddball cameras and pocketable plastic bodied wonder zooms from the 90s to fund the move on to the only camera I will ever need. So after selling off almost all my cameras, The end result is what I consider the essentials for me, which was my dream 120 camera, the Rolleiflex 2.8 TLR, which was a surprise birthday present from my love of over nine years, Angela. There are three big hearts there, which seems justified. Uh, Absolutely. Well done, Angela. And my dream 35mm SLR, the Pentax MX with the 50mm f1.2 lens. Another lovely camera, lovely compact camera, and a beautiful lens as well. I have to say that I'm more happy shooting with these two dream cameras than I ever was with all the fun gadgety cameras and all the options I had before. It has given me the opportunity to really learn the two cameras inside out and they're becoming more like an extension of myself and allowing me to more easily turn my photographic ideas into actual photographs. The Rollerflex and MX are all I need. Well, aside from the obvious backup camera, for each format. <laughs> a cup of tea just that. Thank you. What was that? <laughs> I, I oh, said a cup of tea. <laughs> it's good service, bro. <laughs> um, the Rolleiflex, where was I? Sorry, before I uh, had tea turned It's okay. Up. The Rolleiflex um, and MX are all I need. Well, apart from the obvious backup camera for each format. So uh, yeah. you're on to the last paragraph. Thank you. And a cup of tea, obviously. Um, a Zeiss Iconta 512 that I picked up for 50 bucks at an antique shop as a backup for my Rolleiflex and an old Spoutmatic <laughs> as a backup for my MX. That's all I need. Oh, and a 60s pen <laughs> EES2 because you've got to have a point and shoot half frame. It's a half frame, yeah. Screw it. At least I tried. <laughs> Thanks for a little fun. A little sun in these dark times from Damien, who, as you quite rightly said, Rach, is at roller pants. Uh, I think that is fabulous from beginning to end. Um, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. To- oh, so nice to hear from you, Damien. That's awesome. 
And what lovely cameras. I'm so pleased to hear that you, you know, like you say, you've tried, right? You've you've narrowed it down. It sounds like you've done a really good job, to be fair. You know, if we're only bringing it down to five cameras from however many you had originally and five fabulous cameras at that. So, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, it was five cameras when well, you sent the two, scene, two which was a, a couple of days ago now. So it might be more than five now. It's <laughs> a good point. It's a good point. Uh, but it's, I mean, yeah, I, it's we've talked about this ad nauseum, mm-hmm. um, but... I think that, and this is, I think you and I are both very much guilty of not practicing what we preach at all, but the value of... I, I never said I preached. I never preached that because there is no way I'm practicing it. No, no. But I do think it's, I do think it's... As a concept. I yeah. Great. Well, I mean, I think, and also if you can separate, because as uh, Hamish has talked about on more than one occasion, he is, as much as anything, he's a collector as well as a photographer. And there are two different yeah. things. And you and I both love cameras as objects as well mm-hmm. as photographic tools um and i think the problem is that sometimes the boundaries just get too muddled and maybe maybe yeah. we should get these things to enjoy them as a collection but then there's the problem with anyway let's not mm-hmm. relitigate um i've got rid of some cameras by which i mean two cameras <laughs> i am gonna hey. i am gonna get rid of another camera i've been thinking mm-hmm. about this because i gave away um two slrs i think i'm gonna give away one of my tlrs um <sighs> Be- because um, I, so I, you know, I, and the one that I think I'm going to give away because I've just not quite got on with it. Also, I'm not entirely sure where it is. <laughs> I think it might be in the van. And the fact have you already that, given it away and you've and really the, not realised? <laughs> I'm looking around now. I can't see it. And the fact that I think it might be in the van indicates to me that it is not occupying an important role in my life. And that is the um, Miopta Flexoret. So nice. <laughs> when I find it, I may be looking to rehome it because what format a... does it shoot? Uh, it's one twenty. Yeah, it's it's a it's a one twenty. Is it square? Yeah, yeah, six yeah. by six. It's a nice camera. It's a nice camera, um, but it's just not one that I have clicked with particularly. Um, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> um Oh dear. <laughs> and um, yeah. you know, and it's one of those things. Okay. Any camera that has got to the point where I, I don't know where it is and I'm not terribly fussed, it's like, no, this needs to go to another home. Um, sure. So I need to finish the roll that's in there just to make sure that it's all working properly because I have had some issues with it. But um, Lyndon did fix it for me and I think it is all working fine now. But I just need to check because it was a bit touchy. But, you know, for, yeah. further news on that as events happen. <laughs> but I just like <laughs> share that. Um, but other than that, the rest of my cameras will be prized from my cold, cold, dead hands. Um <laughs> So that is it for the main emails this week. Thank you so much, everybody, for emailing in. Uh, as Damien said, um, we are getting a little thin on the email front. Oh, I completely understand. Everybody is um, either working from home or just stuck at home, not able to do stuff. And, you know, you've, there's just less stuff going on. And you, you, But, you know, keep writing in with whatever you want to write <laughs> whatever nonsense is crossing your mind whatever mad ideas please do keep in touch because we love doing backing paper well I love doing backing paper do you love doing backing paper Rach? probably should have asked this I don't know 68 episodes ago <laughs> uh, yeah it's alright no I'm joking no, I love it it's, it's great it's such a nice a nice opportunity to come oh, and have that conversation with with our listeners you know and, and between you know between listeners, I always love uh, getting those emails where it's referencing, oh, I heard somebody asking about this on that show. 
you know, I've, I've, this is my experience of it. You know, it becomes more of a conversation, which is lovely. And that was the reason that we set it up in the first place, wasn't it? As, as a separate from the main show, because it was an opportunity to, to have more of that kind of like conversation uh, rather than just a one way, um, you know, ex- it was more of an exchange rather than the one way kind of like thing. Yeah, I've um, just putting out the show, so it's lovely to do that. And to stop me from getting shouted at by Aid for including every email that we get sent, but I like including every email that we get yeah, sent. Yeah, exactly, because so. you know people have taken the time and effort and energy to write into us. You know, we feel like that should be you know honoured, I suppose. You know, or well. Well, frankly, our listeners are amazing and mostly know more yeah. than I do. Certainly. So, if anybody All should be getting their voice heard, it's definitely them more than me. So, exactly. Uh, exactly. So, yes, we really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for yep. everything. You've, Keep them coming. You've been... On yeah. the subject, though, this was another email I had in. So um, it still mm-hmm. falls into the email category. And it is from the wonderful Justin Quinnell, who is writing oh. in. Um, so basically what Justin wrote in about is to tell me uh, about a, um, a kind of a global, I guess, project push that he's doing. Because next weekend it is World Pinhole Photography Day, day uh, which is on the um, 26th, I think. Let me just double check, make sure I'm getting off. Yeah, the 26th. Now, obviously, this is a big deal. Worldwide Pinhole Photography Day is always a lot of fun. People going out all around the world. Um, there's meetups happening all around the world or past tense. <laughs> Generally, in past years, there have been meetups happening all around the world. And that's not going to happen this year. Now, that's not to say that you can't make pinhole cameras at home and do some pinholing at home, but yeah. it's not quite the same. Um, so what Justin has come up with as an idea and what he wants us to sort of share the word on and get out there is the idea of the lockdown wonder. So um, I'm just going to read uh, what Justin sent in because it makes more sense than me trying to explain it, I think. Um, For 20 years, Pinhole Day has enabled tens of thousands of people worldwide to experience the joy of creating an image using nothing more than the light travelling through a small hole. This annual event occurs on the last Saturday, sorry, last Sunday in April and encourages people to spend a few minutes to discover the simplicity and wonder of pinhole photography. Every year, individuals and groups make pinhole images in workshops and events around the world to share in the magic of pinhole photography. Last year, over 2,000 people from 57 countries uploaded photographs to the online Pinhole Day Gallery at www.pinholeday.org. This year, things are different, and now as much as ever, we need to see our world in a new light whether on our own or as families in lockdown, using nothing more than some bin liners and some cardboard, we can transform our front room into a magical inverted projection of the outside world. Around the world, we are changed by a global pandemic, but we can also choose to share another kind of experience with our global village and take part in a positive worldwide event. This simple indoor project is a great way to reinforce that our homes are a place of learning, growth, appreciation and meditation. It crosses the boundaries between science, art and history and is a project to connect communities and cultures, young and old, and along with being a memorable homeschooling opportunity. Um, Now, Rach, I suspect Mm. there's quite a lot in there that speaks to you and things that you care about. Absolutely, absolutely. These are... You know, all of these reasons are, are why I invented the my analog adventure kit, and why I love you know working with um, with children and and families, and and just generally kind of bringing that um, accessibility 
of um, this thousands of years old kind of concept of using the physics of light to you know create images and see images upside down and things like that into into the modern day you know in 2020 we can still do that and we can still do that with very little um and that idea of it being accessible as justin said you know across across the world but just using you know very simple um materials we can we can still sit inside our own pinhole camera effectively or camera obscura which is what he's he's describing here you know and and basically create our our own um projection from outside inside upside down you know um on the wall which is which is just awesome and magical and never loses its kind of um joy i don't think you know no that was that's why i i sort of like converted rosie took her around because just sort of seeing people's faces um stepping inside the caravan and and being able to see that out outdoor world inside this kind of little bubble almost which is kind of how we are all feeling probably a little mm-hmm. at the moment you know it's just a fantastic way of doing that so um so from justin's email uh, i think what he's talking about is us all looking at perhaps making our own camera obscura mm-hmm. um on the day um so to do that you just need to black out uh, a room and leave one small hole in, in order for light to to come through the window so you know sort of in the middle of the window you can you can add um glass from a magnifying glass or from reading glasses or something like that into the middle um and as long as you've got daylight streaming through that window you will be able to then see an image upside down on the opposite wall um so you can perhaps find a, a white sheet or something that sometimes helps um, because you can then move that backwards and forwards from from the window um, and you'll be able to see where there's a focal point that you'll actually see an image from outside, upside down, in focus. It's very cool. Yeah, it looks like a really fun thing to... Uh, I mean, anybody who has got children, especially younger children at home, mm-hmm. this would be such a great way to spend the day. Uh, I think they would have a lot of fun doing it. And Absolutely. at the end, yeah, you get to sit inside a camera with the picture. Of, there's a great picture on here. Of, uh, I don't know whether it is just in this family, but I think it is just just sort of sat there in the camera with the picture of their street kind of projected over them. Um, yeah. oh, have you got a link as well, have you? Yes, there are links cool. here. So Justin Boom. has made, um, he's sense. given me links to videos that he's made um, and other ones as well. And there's going to be, there not going to be, there's a Facebook events page for the day. And he is encouraging everybody to um, take pictures of their um, home room obscura images that they make and, and share those to the Pinhole Day um, website this year because you can't go out and do stuff. So share those instead. Uh, I, I think it'd be a lot of fun. I'm trying to Absolutely. think... I don't think we've got a room in our house that we can do it in. Is the real sad thing? There's really? no room because um, the kitchen is the only room that looks forwards in our house. Maybe we could try it in the bedroom. I guess I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'm going to run it by Sinead. See if we maybe try I and think do. You it. could try it from from the boys' room upstairs. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, um, yeah. and you could use. Um, I was obviously as mentioned uh, bin bin liners and things. You could also um, use tin foil. You can mm-hmm. you can literally just co- cover the whole window in tinfoil because obviously that uh, is will be then light tight and it's very use useful because you can obviously mold it around different sort of like shapes and things as well if you need to around the frame and that um, and just have a, a hole in the middle basically yeah I yeah. think that would be the room try it because that also looks out on the garden then doesn't it 
Yes, it does. It does. Um, I think it's fabulous. I, I really hope we can have a go at that. And um, if anybody does do this, please do let us know. And uh, as well as sharing the pictures to uh, www.pinholeday.org, yeah, just drop us a line. Let us know how you get on with it, what adventures you have. Um, but I will put all the links in the show notes for that. Um, that's not the only thing going on this week, yeah. is it, Rach? It's not. Um, we also have Spring Polaroid Week, or Roid Week, as sometimes it's called, which <laughs> I think sounds quite painful. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so po- uh, Polaroid Week is uh, taking place still, obviously, 2020. And there's a Flickr group for that. There's also a Facebook page and obviously on Instagram as well. You can follow along and contribute to it too. Um, so really, I'm just looking at the Flickr group here, which is flickr.com forward slash groups forward slash Roid Week 2020. Um, uh, it says we started Polaroid Week in 2006. Gosh, can't believe it was that long ago to celebrate instant film. We also started it as a project to see what new and interesting things we could do with instant film and to challenge ourselves to produce some really great work. So there are some rules um, that there it's basically new work that you're posting, uh, but that you can uh, post two photos a day. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's six days between Sunday and Friday. So Sunday as in today. Um uh, oh, I realise this will be going out tomorrow, so um, it will go out on Monday. So it, you'll be in day two of, of Roid Week, Polaroid Week. Um, and it, rule number four says, although they call it Polaroid Week, any instant film is fine. If you don't have a scanner, you can take a photo um, digitally of your Polaroid, but just crop out everything else that's not the instant photo. Um, and they ask for no fake Laroids. <laughs> Um, fake Laroids? They need to I work don't... on Folaroids. Surely Folaroids is... It just say Folaroids, yes. Oh, phew. Um, thank goodness. That, that was me. That was me saying fake Laroids. <laughs> um, yeah. You were northening um, it up a bit for us, Rich. I was, I was. Um, <laughs> saying, basically, this is a film-only group. Good people. Um, but yeah, so participate as much as you can. Um, looking at other people's, commenting on people's posts, adding some favourites, that kind of thing, and generally having a chance to look at instant film work as a community really and as well so there's plenty of other past flicker groups from um, various previous years obviously 2019 18 back you know sort of like backwards um so yeah feel free to have a little look at that and check them out on instagram and on facebook as well and take take part if you get a chance that'd be cool yeah that sounds fabulous. I have got some Polaroid film, um, so what, I will what be... What kind have you got? I have got some black and white film, I think, at the moment, is what I've got left. Nice. So, um, yeah, I may what well What kind of borders? And... White borders? Just plain borders, yeah, just yeah. plain is white borders. Is this 600 film? Or... Yes. You don't have an SX-70, do you? I do have you? one of the um, SX-70... I don't have one of the fancy um, Super Swish SX-70s, but I have one of the, the ones that looks like the ordinary ones, 600 ones. Um, I can't remember what they were called but so i do have an sx70 film type camera but mm. it isn't one of the coolest i mean it's cool because it's polaroid and they're all cool obviously yeah. Um, yeah. but you know what i mean it's not one of the yes. like the fold down the iconic sort of flat flat yeah fold, exactly flat pack one. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whereas i do have one of those it doesn't work uh, that's um, a, a gutting yeah yes absolutely absolutely it's so it's so beautiful but i i haven't actually taking it out of the box for so long because it just depresses me when I look at it and I'm like, <laughs> you still don't work. Um, but yeah, so I, but I do have my 600 um, 
uh, my Polaroid close-up um, somewhere. So I will fish that out and, and have a little look at that. That's, that sounds, sounds great. Lovely stuff, guys. Um, so yeah, so we've got Polaroid Week. We've got um, Worldwide Pinhole Photography Day. And I added just one extra little um, little link here. I don't know if you've had a chance to have a look at this yet. I so, haven't, because I haven't. Okay. Uh, so you have to tell me all about this, Rach. Okay. So um, lovely David Allen. He's the founder of something called 15 Negatives. And I've added a little link there. You can go to 1515negatives.com. Um, and basically, uh, I'm just going to read you the little bit of the about page. So 15 Negatives was something that um, that David set up as the founder. Um, it says, uh, 15 Negatives is trying its best to be some sort of Etsy for darkroom and alt process photography. Um, I created 15 Negatives with the idea to make it easy for easier for people to discover new darkroom artists to support by selling their work on one site. Right now, there seems to be two equally undesirable options. Try to sell our work amidst the white noise of sites like Etsy or sell individually on our own websites. The latter, of course, is very difficult to promote. So usually the only people who ever get um, to, sorry, who ever go to an individual artist store is someone who already knows about their work. Um, so if you're here, I'd encourage you to browse, discover some new photographers and support their work. Um, and if there's a feature that you think would help in that discovery, please feel free to contact them. Um, it's here to serve both artists and serve the people supporting them, which I think is just absolutely wonderful, wonderful idea. And and so, yeah, absolutely so needed because as David said, very rightly said, you've either got something like Etsy. Obviously, I sell my my analog adventure kits on Etsy, um, but it's it is such a difficult kind of like thing to ever. Um, get to the top of listings on on something like that it's a full-time job basically just dealing with with that with working on promoting a shop on on etsy it's it's literally like a whole full-time post really doing that um if if that's what you're going to be sort of you know make, trying to make money from uh to sell sell your work and promote your work and things um or yes as he says the other option is we all individually try and sell our work from our website but from that side of things, you've got to have a website that will allow you to have a shop on it, to be able to take payments, to do that safely. All of the other kind of like parts of that that have to happen behind the scenes as well before you've even started looking at promoting it and, and how you do that and what have you. So having a, a collective space where you can potentially sell your work through one portal, if you like, I think is is fantastic. Um, and obviously it's it's specific to actual um printed work um uh, analog photography and alternative processes so um so you're not also competing um against the you know the sort of wider um photography um sort of art artwork photography um sort of field as well so i think that's just brilliant yeah it sounds fabulous it sounds like a uh, needed space to exist Absolutely. um yeah. and, for, and it's one of those things that it just like benefits everybody it benefits yeah. it benefits the people creating obviously because they've got a better chance of selling stuff but also it benefits anybody who wants to get their hands on some unique interesting fantastic diverse art to just go oh i can go here and there's a wonderful selection stuff there um yeah. And uh, knowing that somebody like David is um, heading it up, you know, he's somebody whose approach to creativity um, greatly inspires confidence in me that it's going to be somewhere that yeah, is, totally. is going to be going in the right direction. So that's really awesome. Really awesome. 
I think the idea is that it's also coming directly from the artist as well, you know, so it's basically a place for you to easily go and find work that you like and make that purchase. But then there's no other kind of like middle kind of part of it. You're actually then going to be getting that artwork straight from the artist. So you can filter by like edition or genre, presentation, size, substrate even, (laughs) which is cool. So yeah. Lots, lots to look at there. So if you go to 15negatives.com, 15negatives.com, and have a little look at that, that'd be great. Splendid stuff. Well, that about does it with all the stuff going on this week. Turns out quite a lot, quite a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh, hopefully, no matter where you fall on it, you've got something to do this week. If you are not, uh, if you don't have a Polaroid camera, which is, I mean, definitely the easiest code. There's no having to develop film with that. You can just take pictures take pictures of family take pictures of your socks whatever you want to take pictures of um or you could be making your living room or your bedroom or your toilet into an obscure camera or making a pinhole camera which is always the most fun um again <laughs> projects we're doing with kids this week making pinhole cameras uh, is just a good time isn't it rage yeah um or a so- pinhole viewer or, or a, a pinhole, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, I mean, could they if they ordered promptly? Could they get them by the end of the week, Rach? Possibly. I've I've um, I've got some that I'm making up, so I you know this is a good time to order, basically. <laughs> there you go. There's you never been yeah. a better time to get hold of an analog adventurer kit. I mean, the sun's <laughs> shining. It is cyanotype weather, and now, now more than ever, ferns are springing up. I can say from my own garden, there's no flowers, lots of ferns, um, because yeah. that's what I've planted in my garden mostly. It's much less green us. Um, but so, I mean, yeah. the other thing is, you know, even if you're not in a position to be able to, because, you know, as we've said a lot on this um, show, you know, we understand everybody's situation is very different. If you're not in a position to be able to buy any of these things or support in any sort of financial monetarily way, then, you know, just, just sharing a couple of links, you know, to your network of people, um, because there might be somebody on there who, who is able to, you know, benefit from that, that would be, that would be wonderful. There you go. Good advice indeed, Rach. Good advice to anybody who wants to, yeah, help out and support, but maybe not feel comfortable or able to at this point doing it financially speaking of which uh, mm. it is of course time for us to say thank you to the wonderful people who are continuing um to support us financially through the coffee yes. donations um as we say every week at the moment we hugely hugely appreciate you all doing this but at the same time uh, if you need that money for yourselves you keep that money for yourselves at the moment we would far rather you didn't go without and also if if there are people out there who need it more than we do who you would like to support we will not feel in the slightest bit miffed uh, if you take <laughs> no. your support away from us <laughs> i can't think of a better word than miffed I know. um yeah, i love uh, that word um so yeah it, it is yeah. trying times for everybody in varying degrees and um so we hugely appreciate your help. As I said, it was hugely appreciated this week when I remembered that I apparently we have to pay to keep our website <laughs> oh, going. <yes>. Who knew? <laughs> and, uh, uh, and and was able to do that. Um, so Yay. yeah, that's that's huge. It, it is genuinely huge and incredibly helpful to us. Um, uh, but um, yes, yeah. if now is not a good time for you, then please. Just do what is right for you with your money. Um, we totally. we appreciate everything that everybody has done for us since we started this just over a year ago. But um, we know that you know circumstances change. Uh, anyway, 
that said, we have got people to thank. First of all, we have a new donor to thank. Uh, and that new donor is somebody who is also a new emailer this week, which was the fantastic Gary Florzak, um, I did get on that, um, who wrote, writes in saying, three cups of tea for the sunbeams. Thank you very much, Gary. I did check. Uh, so as we mentioned earlier, is it Gary... Is a an Earl Grey and a Assam? <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I'm not so much on the Earl Grey, but the other two sound fine. Um, or just, you know, Yorkshire tea, really. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you can find Gary on uh, at Anagram of Grey on Instagram. And he has also got a, a link to his website there. So he is more organised than um, we generally oh, are. Uh, um, how do you spell Grey? Is it G-R-A-Y? Uh, A-Y, yes. Yeah, Because um, it's an Anagram of Gary, see? Ah, yeah. of course. <laughs> and his website is also... Uh, anagramofgrey.com and as he mentions he's got on there at the moment some pictures from his trip to Lisbon I really like um, Gary's photography because his his leanings clearly are similar things appeal to him that appeal to me lots of um, kind of geometric shapes appearing the very sort of the um, structure of the pictures uh, lots of uh, I can't I'm trying to find a better way of putting it but um, lots of structure within it, lots of shapes and angles and mm -hmm. um, broken up sections. And I'm, I'm doing a, an absolutely appalling job of describing them. It sounds, people this sounds great, yeah. Um, but <laughs> lots of the, shapes and angles. It lots sounds of shapes brilliant, and Gary. Angles I'm, I'm and, really looking forward to actually going and looking at this. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a better thing to do than trying to figure it out from Definitely. my description. But suffice <laughs> to say, I really like them. It's, it speaks to me and my taste. Um, uh, continuing on from that... Um, we're doing the important work of making sure that everybody will have their career sorted out for when we're in our post-apocalypse world. Oh, yes. I, um, I don't think... I'm trying to think if I've enjoyed any post-apocalyptic media this week. I don't... Oh, no, I watched The Book of Eli. I guess that counts. So, um... <laughs> Did I talk about that the other day? I can't remember what I, I did. Um, Probably. Let's uh, skip over it. Yes, yeah, skip over it. He's blind. Um, apologies, Toby. Anyway. He's blind. Um, <laughs> Spoilers. Okay. <laughs> so, shall I read out some, some names and you're, you're going to give them some, some jobs? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do the work roster for this week, Rach. Who are we um, okay. handing our jobs to? <laughs> All right, so we've got Andy D. Uh, Andy D, he's got an important job. He's going to be the bee organiser and pollen counter. Somebody's got to get those guys organised. Have you seen the chaos that they're flying around in? So, yeah, that's his job, <laughs> bee organiser. Do they need to like you know write down the flight plans and things for them as well? Yeah, exactly. Flight plan for the stripy air bears. Excellent. I love, do love that. <laughs> I can't remember who said that, but stripy air bears is the best That's description. Such a good way of describing a bee. <laughs> oh, it's so adorable. Um, okay, David Allen. Uh, David Allen is going to be the beat. Poet Laureate, um, because it, culture is going to be important afterwards. Uh, but, um, you know, just plain old Poet Laureate, not really Dave's kind of thing, but beat Poet Laureate. I think he could do that. I think he's got the look for it at the very least. Definitely. Um, I was going to say, as David, surely he already is a beat poet, I would imagine. Um, <laughs> John Whitmore. Uh, John Whitmore is going to be the official artist for the coal mines because he, he loves being in the dark. So we figured we'd just <laughs> send him down there. He'll be quite happy. Give him some pastels. <laughs> Give some pastels. Yeah. You know. <laughs> okay. Um, as opposed to pasta. Um, yeah. Okay. Ian T. Uh, Ian's going to be the leader of the Assassin's Guild uh, because, you know, you've got to... Also, uh, captain of the Bowls Club. Um, so two two roles, uh, but the Bowls Club is not terribly demanding. Um, but you know, you've, got to, you've got to have somebody dealing with the dirty stuff. 
So okay, um, six million P man, also known as Ed Worthington. Ed Worthington is going to be head of investigating new ways to boil water because there have to be more ways than the, just the one we found at the moment, which is putting it on top of something hot. So he's going to be looking into new ways of doing it so we can do that more efficiently when you know. we've lost the ability to have fire. Life's not complicated enough. Let's 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 figure that out as well. Yeah, um, Fraser Yule. Uh, Fraser Yule, he's going to take up bagpipe breeding. <laughs> Uh, Chris Mina. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Um, Chris Mina, he's going to be ambassador to the uh, Munchkin Kingdom because, again, when <laughs> our economy is gone, completely gone, we're going to need to reach out to other um, more stable uh, entities and we think that the Munchkins could be a, a good partner for the future. Slavak Kavas. Uh, he's going to be the stylist for the Badger Brigade. It's very important that your military forces look good, so he's going to be looking after the Badger Brigade. Bill Thu. Uh, Bill Thu is going to be a leech wrangler, leech wrangler, leech wrangler, and squeezer of medicinal snakes. Oh, and Harry Thackeray. Uh, talking about the Badger Brigade, Harry's actually going to be the chief trainer of the Badger Brigade and moral guide for them. You do so, not want any immoral badgers. No angry badgers. No, not not only angry rage, but just. <sighs> You know, they, they need guidance, especially when they're young. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, a teen badger okay. can really go off the rails. I see. Like Teen Wolf. Yeah. I saw a badger the other week. He looked at me quite annoyed as I was putting a fence around his badger. So he's like, what are you even doing? And I had a look I'm back and surprised. Go, look, I don't know what I'm doing, mate. Do you have planning permission for that? It was probably what he was thinking. Was yeah. Like, one of my clients is delightful and a little bit eccentric. And she's like, I think if we put a fence around it, that might stop the badgers from coming straight into the garden. <laughs> she said, just lay the, lay, lay the fence on the floor. That will definitely stop them. Like, <laughs> I think they'll just walk over it. No, they won't. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. So, yeah. My job's weird sometimes. Excellent. Thank you so much to everybody for for your fabulous contributions and um, I should also say for all your lovely messages of support and your emails and just, yeah, absolutely, generally getting in touch and uh, and sticking with us through all of this. So thank you so much. It's much yeah. appreciated. Yeah, it's lovely knowing you're out there because um, we're still here <laughs> and yeah. because you can't make us go away. Um <laughs> You might want to, but uh, yeah, we're still here, and we will continue to be here uh, until um, the Badger Brigade removes us. <laughs> <laughs> until there's that knock on the door, <laughs> and the Badger Brigade is there saying, "Nope, you've been closed down." Um, well, that does it for this week, doesn't it, Rach? Um, lots of stuff. Uh, a reminder again, if you haven't already in the <laughs> one hour since we started talking, go and watch Rachel's latest video on the Ilford YouTube channel because um, it's great and Rachel's great and a little <laughs> five-minute treat of being uh, Racheled up. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <laughs> Get all Racheled up. Um, and the nice thing is with... Um, with toning as the thing, the fact that their new paper is so much better for toning than their old multigrade is makes mm. it a perfect timing for that as well. So yeah, absolutely. The the one that I work with in the video is the warm tone actually because you really get to see the oh really uh, yeah you really get to see how it um, changes color um, with that. But but you can use um, your to you can use the selenium toner on any prints basically at a more diluted. Um, ratio in order to make them archival and uh, more protected so yeah 
Um, look out for some little top tips. I have those on as uh, bits of text. It's a kind of like play pause sort of situation. So play through it, enjoy it, and then maybe go back and, and have a little look and read of those as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's just so so nice to try out a few few different new things really and uh, and give it a go. Just keep on having some fun, guys. Yeah, we demand you keep on having some fun. This, <laughs> this is a rule. Um, well, <laughs> we rule. will <laughs> get out of here then. We will be back later in the week with something. Who knows what? It's always an adventure at these crazy, crazy times. Um, until then, we will play you out, as always, with the quite fabulous Schnauzer and their song Remortgaging the Nest of Hairs. Um, and uh, thank you all for listening. We'll be back. Yeah. Well, we're to <gasps> and... Uh, in the meantime, have a lovely week. Have a lovely week, everyone. Mm-hmm.